It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The biggest thing that will distract anyone, you know, is noise, the noise around us. There's so many things that you hear that says, I can't do that, or what, you can't do that, I won't be able to, right? We have to avoid and remove that from our everyday language in order to achieve things, whether it's, and think of this, like whether it's going to school to get a degree or we're studying for a professional designation or a license, right? It's important to have that mindset, the tunnel vision mindset. There's going to be a lot of people that have opinions on things. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Okay, everyone. So if you are with us live, this is the Share the Wealth Show, the show where we discuss strategies on how to build, grow, and protect minority wealth. And normally we're talking about either some entrepreneurial endeavors, and financial strategies and what to do with money once you accumulate it and once you start building out your, either your business or your portfolio or whatever it is that you're doing to create that capital. And now how do you protect it and grow it and leave it for a legacy for your heirs? But today in the spirit of the new year, and everyone is talking about new year's resolutions, new goals, getting set for 2023, I thought it would be appropriate to shift the conversation slightly and talk about mindset because you cannot build physical material wealth, which does help in other areas of life, whether you want to be a philanthropist, you want to help support your family or whatever the case may be, but you cannot attain that if your mindset is not in the right place. If you don't have an abundance mindset, if you have fear of moving forward, if you have paralysis, analysis paralysis, because that fear keeps you in your place, if you don't want to step out of your comfort zone, those are all things that are mindset rooted that need to be addressed and you need to work on so you can move past those issues and actually attain the success that you're looking for. But in any case, today's episode is going to be about mindset like I'm saying and I have with me Thomas I don't even know how to say your last name I want to say Passante of course you know how to say it 
That's right. Oh, great. Okay. And a day, and I believe your first name, first full first name is a a Kule, right? That was a good chapter, yes. Adekunle. Okay, Papula. I said that right. Okay. Oh, but he goes by a day. Anyway, these two gentlemen, I'm so glad you reached out to me and wanted to be a part of this live. But I want to turn it over to you to kind of give everyone a little bit of a introduction into your background and what you're doing now and how you got there. We'll keep that short because I'm sure there's a lot of mindset hurdles that you had to push through to get to where you are today. So I don't know who wants to jump in. So uh, again, my name is Ade. I lived up 18 years old. I came to the U.S. as an international student where I studied nursing in Cleveland, Ohio. So I actually graduated that is I don't know Cleveland Clinic for a while, and I found out really quickly that yeah. nursing is a great field, but uh, it's, it's really for me. Opportunities stumbled on uh, real estate investing, and equal um, on earth to really uh, get to reach a wealthy. So I figured out, you know what, I'm going to delve into this by using a strategy called wholesaling. And even if I fail at wholesaling as a business, I would have in real estate and hopefully I would make good decisions down the line that would grow in and be forceful for me. And if I fast forward now, I've wholesaled a ton of properties. I own all and investors know me in the Lieba, the area has been one of the best investors when it comes to investing. Uh, it's also for deals um, when it comes to uh, off-market. And it was strictly multifamily deals. So yeah, that's in a nutshell my journey here in Nigeria to multifamily in the uh, United States of America, which I believe is the greatest country on earth. Nice. Okay. And that's one thing I didn't know that when you started wholesaling, you were focusing on multifamily at that point. I thought you started wholesaling like most wholesalers were like the single family residential space. I did I did try. I didn't look into that. And very quickly once I launched my business, my business partner Pages Gosai. And he at that point in time was like my only mentor. And he told me, Why would you even try to do single family? I'll make a killing with multifamily. Nice. Okay. And Thomas, you want to bless us with your background? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me again, Nicole. We really appreciate this. So my name is Tom Passante. Um, I manage a full-service financial firm in the Allentown area. What we do is we help with comprehensive planning, investments and insurance planning, and really just making sure that people, like you said, Nicole, are protecting and building their wealth over time. And that's really what our firm specializes in. I've been doing this for about seven years now, and I've also been recently doing real estate investments with a day and, and his team as well and leveraging them and just kind of getting started in that journey of creating passive income and creating other sources of income. I mean, it's been a, it's been a great journey learning from one another. And I think what goes hand in hand into everything is that none of us would really be here talking about anything if we didn't have a very sharp mindset, right? And intent and doing things purposeful, right? Um, I'm really excited to join the conversation today and just share, you know, any, any thoughts on the topic. Okay, perfect. And you know what? 
I had no clue you were in Allentown and we've talked a few different times, but I don't know why I didn't get that you were based in Allentown. So anyone who doesn't know, which probably is most people, we have all three a common <laughs> denominator here and that is our market. So a day lives there and invests there and Thomas is there. You live there too, right? You were saying? Absolutely. And our firm is a national firm. So we're kind of spreading out throughout different states. That's why you, you know, you see that I travel a lot. I'm in different areas, New York, mm -hmm. you know, Florida, wherever it might be. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. And that's what I was, my next question was going to be if you, if you're national or not, but okay. So that's great. And I also invest in the Lehigh Valley area and that's where a couple of my commercial buildings are at. So that, I didn't realize this was going to be a Lehigh Valley show <laughs> episode. Lehigh Valley reunion here. Oh, Lehigh Valley reunion. The next time I come out there, we all have to get together. That's going to be great. You should. Absolutely. We're looking forward to that. Okay. So I want to get into what we're all here for, which is mindset. And I don't know who wants to start, but... I guess my question is, let's go the route of getting confidence when you were first starting in the area that you are now more of an expert in, what was the biggest like confidence challenge that you had to overcome in order to be able to push forward and maybe move through fear of maybe not knowing what you were doing or maybe doing something wrong or, you know, causing issues for like a client, you know, cause you both serve other people, investors and investors for both of you and individuals who have businesses, things of that nature. So where did you get your confidence and what mindset shifts did you have to make in order to become confident in what you were doing and what you knew? So I'll start that a day and then you can dovetail on that. But I think the biggest thing that will distract anyone you know, is noise, the noise around us. There's so many things that you hear that says, I can't do that, or what you can't do that. I won't be able to, right? We have to avoid and remove that from our everyday language in order to achieve things, whether it's, and think of this, like whether it's going to school to get a degree or we're studying for a professional designation or a, li or a license, right? It's important to have that mindset a tunnel vision mindset. There's going to be a lot of people that have opinions on things, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whether it's people that you meet along the way. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, I didn't have much confidence in, in college in the beginning because a lot of people said, everybody gets a business management degree. What are you going to do with that? It's too vague. You're not going to be able to do anything. Uh, and I had to put that and use that as a hurdle, uh, as a way to actually build momentum and, and, you know, to kind of prove it, if you will, put a little chip on my shoulder and actually, you know, by doing that and avoiding noise, it can do tremendous things to you. And by gaining that positiveness, it is something that is key to find along the way and really avoid the noise. day, if you want to add anything to that, I'm sure you do. Yes. I think anyone starting a new venture, one of the biggest issues is fear of you. You've never been there. You also really do not know what the idea of something. So everything hits hard, harder, you know. What would actually be success may appear to be failure for you. So uh, again, very early on, I got a man. 
and mm -hmm. that helped me really restructure my brain and my expectation what was possible so i think for anyone out there who is struggling either being new to you know entrepreneurship or you know what consider themselves not as successful as they would want to to I would say it's very important to talk to like-minded people and talk to people because they have probably through all of these issues you your battery and, and it would also help you cut through the noise too. Everyone else around you say, do this, do that, do it this way, do it that way. You can talk to someone who's successful and if I can show you the shortest pathway to success, I think that's very big. I, I think that's one of the easiest ways you could have with you, you, you could, you could, uh, pathways you could use to achieving that uh, that mindset shift solo but just much much easier when someone is there to pull you through the way yeah i i completely agree with both of those statements like the noise oh my goodness because i want to add in there that a lot of times people who are giving you advice are the people who have never done it before and they think they see it as being risky right and so they, in their own mind, are trying to protect you in the best way that they know how. But that's the problem is the way that they know how. And that doesn't mean that that, like, if they are not where you want to be, then the way that they know is probably not the way you want to follow, right? And agreeing with a day on mentorship and guidance and having a community, like, you yeah you like you said you can do it by yourself but how much longer is that going to take you you know like yeah having someone that can guide you and show you some obstacles and help you like along the way not that they're going to do the work for you but they can at least kind of steer you in the right direction so you're not climbing up the ladder on the wrong wall kind of scenario <laughs> yeah do you, any of you guys either have like specific examples you can remember where you either had to lock out somebody telling you something negative like noise or when you tried to do something without guidance or mentor versus when you tried to do it with and what the differences were or, or any example for either of those well when it comes to noise i think that's every day you know in the business you know if you think about it for financial services right I mean, how many commercials do you see online or, or commercials do you see on TV of, you know, different companies, right? And it, it could be something where people say, how, you know, all the time I see it, I hear it from family, you know, why are you doing that? There's so many advisors out there. There's, you know, it's tough. It's, you know, people aren't going to want to make decisions during this time. How are you going to bring on clients? How are you going to market to people? You know, Fidelity invests hundred millions of dollars in marketing. How are you going to keep up with these companies? And you know, it's all the noise and, and that's actually, you know, one example, right, is, is that in particular that I can think of. But I think there's so many examples that we don't really notice along the way. When you're when you shift that mindset, the noise is just you kind of forget it. Right. And you don't really see it as much. The noise is more heard when you're not training yourself and you're thinking of those things when you wake up every day, something that is holding you back, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's very true. And it, it is a constant. It's not a one time thing. Right. That's something that we constantly have to filter out. And if we don't change our mindset on how to accept or how to filter that that noise, then it's just not, you know, it, it can affect us on a daily basis if we don't pay attention to it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Adele, you got any examples for us? Yes. Uh, I think so often it's very easy to, a lot of people out there when they get in boxes, it's very easy to demonize people who at the beginning with one to go, right? So even rappers and songs into like, I don't mean the street, right? Like that's very, very common when it comes I've also learned over time to realize that that is true. A lot of times we don't get support even for family members when we try to get our goals accomplished. Well, on the other hand, it is sometimes that's in the place of love and sometimes that's from a place of spite. Yeah, but I think we, love, we have a goal. And do we really believe in our goal? Do we really believe in our goal? And things eat twice. They don't our goals. So when people say you can't only really do that, well, and get people. Because we don't even believe we can do emotionally and mentally connected to our goal. We know that when someone says, oh, can you really do it? It doesn't hit that hard. We're human, but are so secure in our ability. So it's not that even if what conventional wisdom is called or failures or challenge and not, you know, what kind of quote failures. So um, just by that explanation I have, I have had, I think we go to Every freaking day, every day, we go through that. Would that client sign up? Would that client trust us? You know, yeah. So would we would we be able to get another property under contract? I wake up with this question That's every single time. <laughs> so, um, but every day, every day, every day, every every day, we hear people say, "Why are you? But why are we buying that property? This is a horrible time. Do you know what's going to happen to the stock market?" It's going to be like, oh, we eat again. And, and you guys are, you know, it's noise. Yeah. It's noise. You know, it's yeah. just noise. I, I think, oh my God. Yeah. I honestly think the biggest thing is looking within. All this, the biggest noise will be in our own heads and not from our mom or making us our sibling is crazy to be something, our friends, our closest friend. The biggest noise, the biggest self doubt to be from ourselves. I mean, I just cleared off. Nothing we can't achieve, and we would achieve that much more seamlessly. That that just much less confidence in outcome. Listen, I know you've been digging in, studying everything you can, listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, even going to meetups. You basically have a degree from YouTube University, right? But you still feel stuck. You don't know how to actually implement what you've learned. You're nervous about taking the next step. And with the economy like it is, especially with a downturn looming, you're even thinking maybe you should just wait it out. I know you've heard that real estate makes more millionaires than any other asset class, but you know what else? More millionaires are made in a downturn than any other market cycle. So now is the perfect time to jump in and really get started. I'm super bullish on growing my portfolio this year, and I don't want you to miss out. So I've decided to start the Microfamily Investing Accelerator. This is a mentorship program where I personally guide you through my five proprietary pillars so you can learn how to buy your first commercial multifamily property and scale while not biting off more than you can chew by focusing on five to 20 units. That's what I call microfamily. And so you can also get hands-on guidance from an experienced microfamily investor, me, who's been right where you are, nervous about how to start. 
Hey, so you can also create the cash flow needed to give you freedom and options to build the abundant life that you were destined to live. So I'll be limiting the first cohort to five students because they'll have direct access to me and I will be heavily invested in their success. The first group is going to start in January. So if you're ready to grab 2023 by the horns, schedule a free discovery call with me today. The link is in the show notes. Let's hit the ground running in 2023. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. And now let's get back to the show. Man, that, I don't know about everybody else, but that hit deep to me because, you know, sometimes you're in, you're in the moment of doing something that you are unsure of or you're scared of, but, or is new. And you're honestly not growing unless you're pushing yourself to do something new. So along your, you'll never be an expert in all areas, right? No one can ever study enough to know everything. No one, you have to be a constant student, right? So if you are growing, then you are pushing yourself and doing things that you are uncomfortable with. How do you, because it's, it's really hard, right? To do something that you don't know about and you might fail and people might look at you. People, like there's a lot of people who are very, cautious about what other people think of them right and if they all oh, try this new thing and it fails then it's like oh i i know they're gonna they're thinking oh i know you know i you shouldn't have did that i told you you shouldn't do that like but how do you guys handle pushing through uncomfortability like getting out of your comfort zone so a day i just want to say with that why don't why don't we start by talking about, you know, our mindset coaching and lectures that we work on daily as part of, you know, how to, you know, get around these obstacles like you're mentioning. You want yeah. to touch a little bit on that today? Yes, not to shoot in every aspect. I have, I have, I, I run the okay. business and I have a, I have mentors when it comes to market. And one of the biggest things you would thought, you know, set a goal. Like the biggest thing really is set. But that would push you past your comfort zone. It's really difficult, right? There's an eight-side goal. So if I drive a fur and I have to buy a more three-side Ferrari tomorrow, like that's an eight-side goal. It's not really pushing you to buy better question of myself, right? It's just an horizontal kind of goal. A bit on it's uh you know, you're reaching a little bit higher, you know where to where you want to get to, and you also know I'm also going to hire one other virtual assistant and I'm going to get more done. We're going to get a you know, personal assistant, you know, and I can get much done. I can. The A type goal or the C type goal that I would encourage everyone to take to actually set, which is the kind of goal where, and the reason for this kind of goal is makes you, it makes you reach much further and become a budget. Uh, everyone once said, it's meant to told him to set a goal to make a million dollars a year. And not because of the monetary value, but because to make him become a much better version. So uh, that's what I always try to do. So help me out when it comes to one of my computer, talking to clients on the phone. So Tom would be like, what a person. And Tom doesn't have any core reluctance. And in that situation, Tom has been my mentor because I would always like be, you know, be oh, gonna see something, gonna say I'm bothering. That's That fear of judgment 
I've learned that we have one life to live, and if we can't maximize our time on Earth, that's just the truth. And I know. In that aspect of speeds, I definitely have call reluctant, and I have much now because of some's out, some guidance, some doesn't give. <laughs> I don't want to use the close word, right? Tells them not here. Not here. What anyone thinks, he goes after it. He sets a goal and it gives the time off, and it's just going straight, straight forward. So I think you can actually draw so so you are gonna do it tough. The took time to develop that through failure, really, right? Is through trial and error is the best way to grow as as an individual. Another way to really grow as an individual, like we said, is to have some mentors or to have you know, training and development, we spend a lot of money right a day on developing ourselves. And really every entrepreneur, if you think of it, the best investment is in yourself. Okay. You you always have to continue to develop your mind and be open-minded to new strategies and ways and tactics in order to do things in order to achieve goals. No, it's not people around us that are in, that are doing the same thing as us is not our competition. We're all in this together. We're all here to learn. That's part of why Nicole has this Mindset Mastery series going on and, and her podcast. It's because we all are here for, for one another. So I think that just factors into a lot of things is trial and error over time and having a systematic way to train your your mind and learn, whether that's through coaches or watching videos or being in a room with 50 other people that have done and failed 20 times more of you have. Yeah. But it's, we are all programmed, right? We're programmed by our parents, our parents, you know, genetics. And a lot of times we are not back to, you know, to add an obstacle that come our way every single day. And how do you. It's the social environment, right? A day. It's the same social environment around. Touch it. Touch it. Yeah, exactly. Social environment, social engineering, or whatever you want. For example, you go to college and we are taught to we're taught to be scared to fail. Taught to be scared to, you know, like you literally in Nigeria would get a whoop a cane if you get a death. You would get very nasty way with a cane. It's so painful on your butt or on your on your hand, right? So I got into business also so scared to fail. But so scared that okay, in a regional market and I haven't gotten so any so. I would get the prep, literally the parents over stuff like that, right? Thank you. You know, and I was a program in a way to adequately survive the, the business environment. So what I've had to do is this program I bring, repetition. Repetition. I make sure I'm reading my goals daily. I make sure I'm reading the right stuff. Up books. That repetition, or this repetitive activity, what I want my brain to actually be like, right? That's what helps me tackle issues more often now. And get through difficult deals way more often now, way more easier now than before. Before, a client is, you know, the deal is going south and I'm receiving phone call from a client. I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares about this stuff. But now the deal could be going south and I'm, I'm sleeping like a baby because I'm so used to it. And I've fed, <laughs> I, I think, I, I've fed my mind with positive material, mindset stuff that makes me tackle today's challenges much easier. So, the, that that whole conversation was just super on point. And the couple of things I want to add is one, I actually, just as an example, I think we also, as we're getting older, and I'm not sure if either of you are parents, but 
with our kids, we need to start reframing how they think about fear. So now we're not perpetuating what we were taught and ingrained with, with our, our social environment, you know, as we were young. So I heard that Sarah Blakely, the lady who founded Spanx, and I'm not sure, I'm, I don't know if you guys probably don't know anything about that, but <laughs> Spanx is like a huge, huge, like basically a, a new girdle company, right? And they, and it helps like, you know, it solves all these problems that they had with girdles before. So this is completely out of your zone of what you know. But anyway, the Spanx, she, she said at the dinner table every night, her dad would ask them, how did they fail today? That was the question. And who grows up in a, a household like that? I think it's fantastic because you have to come to the table and be not, you have to be more scared of your dad asking you that question. You don't have an answer than you are of trying the new thing that you might fail at. Right. And I just thought that that was, that was fantastic. Another thing that you said today is just talking about reading and reading your goals. And we were talking about like our social, like engineering and things like that. And I know I read in the book, I think it's secrets of the millionaire mind by T Harv Ecker, where he talks about your financial thermostat. And that is where if your financial thermostat is set for a hundred thousand, you're never going to make more than that. And if you do, you're going to lose it until you get back down to where you're comfortable at your comfortable level. And that's, if it's 50,000, if it's a million, then like maybe you make five, but you're going to end up losing or spending or being irresponsible with that excess because that's not where your thermostat is set. Right. And I guess, I don't know if this is a good example or not, but he gave the example of Donald Trump. Like if Donald Trump is a billionaire, if he lost all his money, which he has before, right? If he got $50 million or earned that, like whatever businesses, that would be failure to him because that's not where his financial thermostat is set. You know, so that is all, I just think reading, I've been reading so many personal development books over the past couple of years much more about them before. And you can really tell a marked difference in your mindset and how you approach things once you've been reading these books. So I cannot say like encourage enough on the reading. And I know you mentioned like your goals. Do either of you guys do like morning affirmations or do you write down goals to that you actually look at that paper every day to like revisit and start your day in a positive kind of thing? Because some people... Affirmations are and morning routines are a controversial, like a lot of people say that that's a good thing to do, but then there's a lot of people on the other side, like, I'm not doing all that. I just want to get up and start working. Right. And it was neither, neither way was right or wrong. It just depends on what works for you, but I'd like to know what, what do you guys do? So the funny thing is, is that that's something that I've been really needing to work on more to, to enhance and develop. That's something that Let's just put it this way. Went on vacation with the day, right? A couple of weeks ago, we're in Florida. And I wake up and I, and instead of an alarm clock, this guy wakes up to lectures about keeping his mind sharp in the morning. The second he wakes up and I hear it and I'm like, hey, come out here and sit with me. I'm, I'm in here. And uh, you know, it's just very motivational, right? The way that a day sharpens his brain. I mean, he's really one of the most brilliant people I've, I've really came across. Um, not just saying that a day because we're on on the cloudy fair, but <laughs> sharpening your brain, having a routine in the morning is is very essential. 
And it's also key because you can create the wrong routines as well, which will do the exact opposite. Right. So, Adan, with that being said, because, you know, like you said, you learned from me earlier, learning from you. I want to hear you answer that a little bit about the morning routines, about what you're doing. Yeah, because I'm very interested in what Tom just kind of dropped. I want to know what lectures you listen to in the morning. How do you set that as an alarm? Like, we need implementable details. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I think before I even go into it, it's good to give a, a background about, right? Uh, again, like I said, we actually programmed, right? Five minutes. As, as a kid, everything would. So that's why kids see you just. If the kids hear you saying cuss words, they're already saying it. Everything goes directly into our subconscious, right? And so the subconscious mind is what actually. Sometimes we know we need to do something consciously, but subconsciously we're not programmed for that. So we end up doing exactly what we don't want to do over and over again. We keep on procrastinating. That's a very simple one. A lot of times we're programmed to procrastinate. So we know we shouldn't do it. Do something on the second time? Well, we don't because we are not pro- not to procrastinate. We're programmed to be procrastinated. That means that there are two ways we can reprogram our mind, right? It's two things program our mind. Whether baby or trauma. That's why if someone loses a loved one, you are never the same again, right? Your brain is reprogrammed this that you cut. And now they're going they're going to walk out like like crazy. Like oh, they're walking out and they're changing your body, changing everything, changing them. They're programmed due to the trauma. So now that's how our brain functions and how we can program or reprogram it the way they want to be in life. And I know I want to be a billionaire. I go down. I need to carry my goal card. I work out I carry around with me every day. And I need to read it to program my brain and to and have people who are on the same journey. I want to be right because if you have a goal to live like you've already to live like you've already achieved it. You can't you know, you can't be hanging out in the streets, drinking every day, wasting your time until you want to be it's not, it's not gonna happen. Life doesn't work that way. So what I do is I make sure I take care of my mind. I wake up and I'm listening to videos several times a day, card uh, several times a day. Now it's now. I watch a part of a program program called Thinking Into Results, and you just like twice a day. No, my it's not my alarm clock. I just like to <laughs> I just like to listen to your first thing in the morning when I wake up. I just <laughs> I just it's a long card. I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> you never automatically started as a result. I know, but that's what I wanted to know. How do you do that? Like, what app are you using? Let's have a morning routine. Maybe that works for them. If that works for them, great. I like to see what the results are like. Uh, but it doesn't mean understanding the mind or trying to understand the mind. Yeah. The mind is like an ocean. At the top of the ocean, you see the waves. Deep down, the ocean is calmness. And if we do not have that for meditation, for reading our goals, or for affirmation, we would never to dig deep into the calmness of our mind and our, our soul. But we'll be anxious because we're living in that flurry of activity. Like, that's why people meditate. So, I mean, yoga exists. That's why transcendental meditation exists also. Is to be able to tap into our calmness and not just exist the anxiety, self doubt, and 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 then and, and depression. Okay, 
cool. And like this, <laughs> especially he's saying like the reprogramming your mind is only going to happen through repetition or trauma. And unfortunately, a lot of times people will not reprogram until they face that trauma and it forces them to, right? And I don't know how we we get above that, but I guess the next thing is is saying, if you're having, I guess, besides reading your goal card in the mornings, what other repetition tactics or things have you tried, either of you, or have you heard of or you recommend for people who want to start? Like, and where can they, maybe you're drawing a blank. Maybe they don't even, like, they know kind of where they want to be. They know where they are right now is not it. But maybe, like, those exact, those affirmations, how do you do that and still and visualize? So, okay, this is the one I really want to, I'm rum- rambling to get to. The whole mindset and you mentioned your subconscious mind really doing something opposite of what you tell yourself that you want to do right I did have an example about that I'll I'll touch on that in a second but how do you reprogram your subconscious mind so that's the only way is, is those two items that you're talking about is really about getting to that deeper level of subconscious mind the repetition and the trauma okay yes but is there yeah like how do people do that? It's so day. I just yeah. want to mention something yeah. if I could before. So let's think of one thing that I've been practicing and I've been helping, you know, people on my team that I coach to think about is let's say you have something very bad happened to you in the day or something that was kind of, whether it was business related or personal related, and you, you realize that you were thrown off, you got angry, you got mad, you got irritated. It took your time away from whatever you wanted to do that day, right? Maybe you blew up on someone. Maybe you were angry. Whatever it is, okay? Take that situation and maybe you yelled at another coworker. You yelled at a friend and now you're in an awkward situation. Whatever it is, right? Try to find something that was positive from that. Or try to find something from what happened and make a positive from it moving forward. And pinpoint exactly what it was. So a lot of the things that I'm helping you know, people with is the noise around, you know, maybe rejection in the business or people not working together effectively and having issues, you know, communicating correctly with one another. Right. And there's, there's conflict, figure out a way to make a positive out of that. Cause you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to in life is you, you have to, if I don't know if you watch baseball or a big fan of baseball, but a, a, a pitcher, right, you know, can give up a home run, okay, and the other team just celebrated and ran around the bases, Get pitcher has to forget that very quickly because he has to throw another pitch to the next batter now. That didn't, That's done with. Like, you know, so you have to try to find the positive of different situations at, as they come along, and that's just being more self-aware while you're going throughout you know, your, your day. And that's going to become more natural to you over time. And the way that you interpret different things, including trauma, you know, we already mentioned trauma or something, the way that you interpret that, right. Is going to dictate the way that, you know, the way that it impacts you ultimately, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely does. 
Yeah, I think a big thing there too is mastermind with people, right? Go, uh, or go give you a clear direction of where exactly where you want to, where you, where you, even though you may not know how. One thing I'm actually thinking about is the resources and the people to help you fulfill that goal real, right? Especially when you are emotionally invested in the goal and it starts to give your life a goal, right? So when you, when, and you know, in a process of your life, business, you know, monetary relationship and all of that good stuff. And now you start to mastermind and be around people who are of similar vision. Now, whenever you think you're slacking, there's someone to pick you up. You know, whenever you think something is a failure and someone else has been through that, I say, you know what, that, that's what you think is failure. That could be setting you for success. The matter the idea of success and failure starts to expand. It starts to look at things uh, differently. So I was saying that's a piece of it, you know, joining a community or high achieving people that you actually think needs to work, uh, will help, you know, one's, again, one's brain to achieving, uh, getting different uh, results. Because if I was to be hanging out with uh, Trump every day, man, my brain, they're fast, <laughs> right? Because if $5 million right now, and uh, Trump is throwing around billions, and I see that what he's doing isn't so far off from what I'm doing, and billions and I'm getting millions and automatically like why am I trying to get a million that's how it ever works I've seen situations where I was making it and then if that I see associated with people making much higher than mine and before you know it I'm already making the kind of money they make just because I'm a shit I'm associating with my I get our limitations um, is expanding much faster than before because now I know here's that real life oh this is a big deal it becomes nothing Change, chicken change to some people. So, uh, yeah. Becky, that's that's a change with the people you associate with because they rub up for the rules. That process of changing, you know, changing now your programming now much faster. And that made something pop into my head. So, when you were saying that, um, like if you're hanging around someone who is like consistently and you're and they're much further on the journey than you and you get to see everything that they're doing in real time. I think the other thing that will become apparent is how many swings they take and miss and how many times they fail and things don't work out and they go all in and it just keeps falling flat because we, especially in social media age and, you know, everything is instant gratification and all that, we see the success, what we deem as success that somebody else is having and then we assume or we don't assume, but we just don't realize or don't know or take into account what went behind that. Like, what are all the failures leading up to that success? You don't know what that person had to go through. You don't know what they lost. You don't know the fears and traumas and things that they've experienced to be able to enable them to get to the stage that they're at now. And I think being up and close with someone who is having success in your mind or has a certain net worth or whatever it is, that will let you really see firsthand that, oh, they're doing a lot of shit that like I didn't think that they would be doing or they're putting, they're risking a lot more and they're failing a lot, but then they got this one thing that just hit home run out the park. So that's kind of what I just automatically thought of thinking of like hanging out with somebody successful all the time. 
it changes your perception. Our perception of failure is, is a kind of, right? It's, we have certain expectations that those expectations could be, and then we hold ourselves accountable to, and we don't meet this expectation that are wrong to start with, and we call that failure. You know, and that's the thing is, I've I'm, I'm come to some of my fr close friends lately, and very, very subjective. Like, how do you really define failure? You know, a lot of people just think failure is, well, what, what you could call failure, came back, would be a huge success. So that's where, like, again, the mindset thing is, we need to rear. You know, life is just all about perception. Um, I, my friend was laughing like crazy, and I told him, like, even the sky isn't blue. It only appears blue. Yes, blue. It's our perception of the sky is, is blue. So if you can think about it like that, then how would the word, what we call failure is going about what we call. But that's what we look at it and like, yeah. Think of, think of 50 to 60%. If you just think of those numbers, right? That's failing, right? If you get a 60% on a test or a 50% on a test. Okay. Now relate that to imagine if 60% of the people that saw your Facebook post engaged with you and you did business with them. Like, look at, look at how perception changes things, right? It, it's, it's, it, it depends on what you're doing in baseball. You go to the hall of fame. If you get a hit three out of 10 times, you're in the hall <laughs> seven times, right? It, it takes pitches, hundreds of, you know, over a hundred pitches in a game sometimes to get through a game. There's only three strikes for each out, right? There's only 27 outs in a game. Okay. Think about that, <laughs> you know, and that, so it depends on what you view as failures, right? And also more importantly, are you learning from, from things when you do fail? That that's the key. That's the key. Learning. And that's what I was just about to say. There's a quote, I never lose. I only learn. Right. And I don't remember where that quote's from. About that actually before in previous conversations. Probably. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the one thing. So the last thing I kind of want to touch on with that, when it comes to failures and perceptions, it's really, if you focus on the whatever happened as a failure and you focus on all the things that went wrong and you focus on all the things that you don't want this goes back to the subconscious mind and just focusing on all those negative things is just going to bring more negativity into your life and i think Ade was touching on that earlier but it's really like and it's different than what people think because a lot of times people say oh well on my affirmation is i I don't want to do blah, 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 like, or, you know, whatever it is, but even you putting art in front of it, your attention is still on that. So that's still going to come like for the longest time I've been trying to, I don't, anybody who follows me probably knows by now, I've been trying to get out of my W2. I have a plan to get out of my W2. And so I always say, I don't want my W-2. I don't want my W. But guess what I'm going to keep getting? Like, I'm not going to get the things that I need to get out of my W-2 because I keep just focusing on the W-2, right? So I should be focusing on the real estate or the entrepreneurial endeavors or the things that are going to cash flow and be able to get me out instead of focusing on what I don't want. And I know I said I was going to mention the one example I had, and I guess this was from another book that I read, and I don't remember which one. 
or it could have been a podcast, something. But anyway, listen and read about mindset stuff and it'll start to slowly shift your mindset. But this example really quick was, imagine that your subconscious mind is like a 50 pound dog and you, your conscious mind, like are a three-year-old, right? And you keep telling, there's something that you don't want. You do not want this yellow ball. So you keep saying, I don't want this ball. And you keep throwing it away. But guess what? This 50 pound dog going to go run after it and you can't stop it because you're not big and strong enough. And then it's going to bring it back to you. And then it's like, I told you I didn't want it. The dog don't understand what you're saying. The dog just knows that this ball is there and you keep throwing it. It thinks it's a game. So it keeps bringing it back to you. And that's how, when I heard that analogy, I was like, wow, that's probably the best analogy I've heard or why your subconscious mind will still bring things you don't want back to your world, right? So I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought that's like the best thing I've heard. I think think that's the best example I've I've heard too. I think that's the best example. In fact, someone trying to get out of debt, right? And you just, out of debt, that's the worst goal you could ever set because you're just thinking, you're thinking they're going to be, I think it's also like it's, it's sinners that's going to influence how you view the world. So if you view the world of I don't want to, I don't, you know, it's no, 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 no more negativity. You're going to only see negative answers to your question. You're only going to see things more of like weight, negative weight. But if you have more about abundance mindset, look for better questions of things. If your abundance mindset led on, you would no, not just how can I just ask the question like how can I do that? Who can I talk to? Who can I pick up the phone now? Quote is going to help me with this problem. It is teaching me. The kind of questions just changes. Um, as opposed to, you know, again, negative, negative spec. Believe it. And that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So man, we've, we've been chatting for a while and I feel like with mindset stuff, it, the conversation could just keep going on forever. Right. This has been fantastic. Wait, wait, don't go yet. Have you been looking for a way to get started in real estate investing, but you just don't know how? You need the Launchpad. It's brought to you by my company, Norbest Holdings. And the Launchpad is a free guide with a ton of resources I've compiled to help you invest into your first real estate syndication. It includes terminology, book resources, video explanations, all the information that you need. Don't know what a syndication is? I got you covered how to find a good operator, how to even tell if a deal is good or not without having to know how to underwrite it all. It's all in there. The Launchpad is designed to help launch you into the next stage of your investing career and get you invested into your first multifamily syndication as a passive investor, meaning you can be a landlord and own a piece of a large apartment building, but still go about your day-to-day life without having to stop and learn every single detail about what's under the hood and how it all works. The link to the guide is in the show notes. Make sure you sign up today. Again, this is a free resource and guide. And if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me. Now let's finish up the show. Uh, But I do want to wrap with the final questions that I ask all of my podcast guests. And we'll go one at a time. So whoever wants to go first can take it. The first question, Warren Buffett, said diversification is protection against ignorance. Now, what do you think he meant by that? And is that a good or bad thing? Diversification is protection against ignorance. 
I think that diversification is important, right? You need to diversify what you're doing. That's why people say have multiple streams of income. Diversification gives you options, right? So if you, for example, I'm going to relate it to finances, right? Because that's my field here. If you think of a tax strategy and paying the least amount of taxes, if you're not diversified appropriately, you probably will be paying more taxes than you should be. So there's a lot more benefits of being more diversified. It's less risk in order to achieve more typically. And a lot of people want to chase, chase, chase returns, right? Warren Buffett got wealthy from being diversified and being smart and tactical, not from finding the next the next big thing and putting all his eggs in one basket. Okay. And then? Some people would try to pitch the stock market against the real estate market. I would say, you know, when he, when he says it's a hedge against uh, ignorance, I would say that's a good example because you don't know which is going to be up at any certain point in time. All right. So how? Right there, because we don't know. Right? Ignorance just by definition means we don't know. If you don't kill eggs in both baskets, just, right. you know, hedge against potential. Two is better than one. Right, right. Who's better than one? And not in all situations. I could probably think of a few. <laughs> so, yeah. I think. Okay. No, that's good. You can even diversify in the same asset class. You know, just because even just thinking like when you're looking at stocks, you're supposed to diversify the types of stocks that you're buying, not put all, buy all one type of stock. And even in like real estate, you can diversify, even in multifamily, you can diversify through geography on asset class, like build and all those other things. There's many ways to diversify within even a niche area. So, and like you said, it's, it's protection against ignorance. So if you aren't really sure, or there's some things you can't protect, like if you know multifamily, doing multifamily, but diverse, cause you can't know everything that's going to happen. Like you don't know market conditions and that kind of thing. But in any case, yeah, I, I love both of your answers. Have you both played Monopoly before? That's that's something I played briefly when young, honestly, but not much, actually. Interestingly, not much. Not much. You know what? And honestly, I don't play it much either. Like, the game is so long. Jesus, it's like five hours. Don't get a time to sit down and play Monopoly for that long. It's like, yeah, win and let's be done. I don't, I'm not all dead. And in any case, then you you probably should you can still answer the question any no matter how much or little you paid it. So Boardwalk is the most expensive property and Baltic is the cheapest. In your strategy, or if you had a strategy to win Monopoly, what property are you buying first and why? Whichever one is going to give me better cash on cash sooner. That's what I would look at. And I'm not a big Monopoly player, but that's just the way that I would look at an investment like that. Okay. Yeah. I would say with the one with the um, with the best cop because some very expensive properties have no upside, you know. And some of the cheapest properties have most upside, you know, the best value add. So it's a DAX and you know, cheap if it's the most expensive that would be my favorite. If it's cheapest, that would be my favorite. Yeah. Well Boardwalk has definitely got a ton of upside on the rent, especially if you, you know, put some hotels on there. But to, for you to build up the capital to be able to get that sometimes takes longer. 
you know, you could buy the fast, the cheaper property sooner, even though the cash flow is not as high as boardwalk. So in that situation with Monopoly, I kind of think it's, it's more of money momentum or, you know, the benefits of utilizing your capital faster. But in any case, either one, I guess, gets you in the game, right? Yeah. But yeah, uh, I love that. I would say, I would say about, and then asking price. The asking price of Boardwalk is, is really high. really pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't passed gold yet, you might not have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the price, like, the price, like, Bitcoin value, like, uh, you know, you're going into negative from day one. I don't know, you get way too sophisticated. I don't think does all of that. <laughs> That's why I can't play Monopoly. That's why I can't. Let me overanalyze and be like, let me see the rules again. What's going on? What's the what's the current asking now? If you're start running comps or Hilarious. All right. What does wealth mean to you? What I I think of things that are generational and things that can't be taken back. You know, you can be wealthy. I'd rather be wealthy. Wealthy to me means it lasts longer. And to me, wealth is able to produce rather than thinking of, you know, getting rich. It makes sense. That's kind of how I think of wealth. Yeah. Okay. For me, I think wealth goes way past monetary. I think it goes to health also. I think it goes to joy, happiness, our family. Uh, those are the words that come to mind when I think about wealth. I have all of their stuff, and I'm not a little must monetary-wise. I would like to call myself very, very wealthy. But what, you know, the, the finances definitely plays a major part when it's struggling family. But you see a lot of families even struggling and because of limited resources, just don't have enough money. It's one of the problems. So, uh, achieving that wealth, I believe, yeah, definitely. Money plays a major, major, major role. Or it's not everything, or major role. Okay, perfect. Love that. Now, just to wrap up, what is the one thing you need for both of you to take your business to the next level? You never know who's gonna who's watching now or who's gonna be watching the recording. And what do what where's the biz where do you see your business going, you know, in three to five years? And what resources do you need to get there? Or just viewers out there. Uh for you personally, you're in your business. So in case viewers happen to have those resources or be that connector or whatever, you never know. I'm gonna encourage everyone to reach out to Thomas in a day. We will have their contact information in the show notes once this airs as an episode you know, it'd be out next week, but in any case, reach out to them. And yeah. So for your businesses personally. Yeah. So I'll just kind of tee this off in a day could finish, but you know, our brand is something that you know, and our marketing and the way that we're going about market diversified ways that we are going to be using, you know, forms to reach out to potential, you know, clients that we're working with. You know, where we want to be three to five years be obtainable unless we take our level, which we have some serious steps that are in place and, you know, that we're working on today. If you want to add on to the 
Absolutely. We've spent tens of thousands of dollars on uh, marketing and on marketing coaching. So that's definitely something that we're done because we provide a lot of value between our businesses to being generating no wealth. It's actually insane for me on the real estate aspect of to someone, you know, on the who's ever, you know, who's ever financial firm. This is value there that I believe we need to get through to more people. Uh, to the right messaging and the right platforms in order to better help uh, people. I also do think within our organization, we do have a tremendous amount of tech that we can better utilize to help them reach their goals. Need to help us reach our goals. That, that would be the goal for, for next year. I, I don't think we want to, uh, I think we want to more than 10x our reach, help, or uh, helping of people. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. I love it. Oh, so last, last thing is what's the best, we'll have your contact information in the show notes, like I said, but what's the best way for people to reach out to either of you? The best way is to basically, you know, message us, DM us on, on Facebook. Information is on there. All of our contact information and our, so our attached to our Facebook as well. Prayer. Yep. Same here. Same for you, day. Facebook, I personally check to people so you can also definitely definitely reach out to me about again a national buying aspect of thing or you know a multi-family young investment program too anyone who wants to learn about more also reach out that way i love it oh thank you guys so much oh my goodness this is wrapping our first live and i love that it was with you guys that we talked about mindset because you really like I have a page full of notes, like on my other notes. So I'll definitely be reviewing. You guys hit some things. There was some, at some points you were talking and I was feeling like the Bernie butterfly sensation. Like, oh my God, I got to work on that. Like, cause it's always, personal development is always a continuous process, right? We always are working with it. Like you said, guys said a bunch of times that those are, there's some things that we need to daily, we ha- we need to handle daily. So it's not a one and done thing. It's a continuous improvement process. But I just thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all your insights with us. Thank you so much, Nicole, for us. Uh, Nicole, for- yeah. Yeah. Hope that everybody's watching, you know, ha- uh, is having blessed holidays and has a, a healthy and, you know, cheers to tuning in and Nicole again. It's our pleasure for being on and we look for same here and i need to next time i'm out there that's like a two-hour drive and that's it's i know that's not far but it's far for me two hours is a long time <laughs> the next time i'm out there i'm gonna make sure you guys know so we can schedule something <laughs> we look forward to it thank you Nicole. Thanks. all right bye everyone and thanks for this joining us on this episode of the share the wealth show and i will see you next time Did you love this episode of Share the Wealth Show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, but if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.